We don't know what the future holds for us. One day it could be us. We might be needed for this service one day. You never know. So why not give back now while well, you can? Um, I've, I've learned that, you know, when you're driving down the road and you see someone lying in the shop doorway, they're, they're people with feelings and, and wants and needs. This is Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Kia ora. welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations with me, your host, Andy Dixon. It's December and we're nearly wrapping up for the year with just one episode to go after this one. It's a busy, crazy time of the year for many, but it's also a time that can be really hard for those doing it tough. For those living on the streets or those who have accommodation but can't afford the necessities of life, without support, life simply isn't manageable. Orange Sky is an organisation based out of Australia that, through a huge number of volunteers around Australia and New Zealand, offer a free service to allow people who are doing it tough to wash and dry their clothing and to have safe hot showers at the same time. They've got vans kitted out to allow portable service to visit different locations on different days. Brody and Raina are two of Orange Sky's volunteers based here in Ōtautahi, Christchurch. So on a very wet and very miserable day, I went to meet with them at their Christchurch base in the Kairos Food Rescue Warehouse. You may hear the rain on the warehouse roof come and go throughout the episode, uh, but that just serves to remind us how important it is that Orange Sky exists and gives these services to people who have to live out in this kind of weather. We talk about what Orange Sky is and how they both came to be involved. We talk about the types of people who use the service on offer and the difference it makes to them, and we talk about what Brody and Rayner have learnt from volunteering for Orange Sky. This is episode 84 of Down to Earth Conversations. Here's Brody and Rayner of Orange Sky. So I'm here today in the Kairos building. Um, and for those who have listened to the podcast, we've had Kairos on the podcast before. Uh, and I'm sitting here today with two volunteers from Orange Sky, uh, Raina and Brody. So kia ora, welcome to the podcast. Kia ora. Do you want to just introduce yourselves a little bit for those who are listening so they know who it is that I'm chatting to? Well, I'm Brody. I'm the service coordinator for Christchurch. So we've got a van here that's fully equipped out with two washing machines, the two dryers and a shower. And then I also look after the indoor um, washing here at Kairos, which is four washing machines and three dryers. Nice. Hi, I'm Raina. I'm a team leader for Orange Sky. I've been there for about a year, and I love it. Nice. <laughs> and so, I mean, we've mentioned Orange Sky several times. Um, you talked about washing machines. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people won't have heard of it. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about what is Orange Sky and what you know of how it came about? So back in 2018, there was two young guys based in Australia who decided to launch Orange Sky Service in New Zealand. Um, and we know about homelessness and people in need and, you know, with increase of living costs going up, yeah. it's not as easy, you know. Some people that are in social housing might not be able to put a washing machine on or yeah. a day like today being so wet and rainy they might have done their washing this morning, being such a fine morning, and now the weather's turned 
a rainy, rainy, wet day, yep. how they're going to be able to dry their washing. Good, good one for us right now is being Friday afternoon or Friday morning. This afternoon we've got a shift here where we've got dryers that they can come and dry their washing for free. Yeah. They don't have to pay anything for this service yeah. because we get funding for this. This is the best service for those sorts of people mm. that are in need and we know that there's a lot of people in need. So Orange Skies operate 28 shifts across Aotearoa. So Orange Skies launched in Christchurch here in May 2022. And since launching the service in Christchurch, we've completed 1,422 loads of laundry. Wow. We've provided 728 safe hot showers. And we've engaged in over 2,568 hours of conversations and connecting with our friends that are doing it rough. Yeah. That's amazing. That, that um, I mean, just the practicalities of that, that you're, you're doing this thing for people or providing a service for people that's obviously really useful, you know, especially those who are living on the street or living rough or... You know, like you say, that they're in. They might have accommodation, but it's not. They don't have the money to pay for the, the power or whatever. Um, so that's kind of a big part of it. But then you're also talking about these hours of conversation because I guess someone comes in and sticks on some laundry, and then there's time, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> your your yeah. laundry doesn't just magically finish. Um, so is that part of your role? Do you sit around and chat? Yeah, that's that's a big part of of our role um, there's a lot of people I've noticed a lot of elderly people um, that just come and have just haven't seen anyone for yeah. days on end so they'll come down and just, just talk and there's just a lot of people out there that, that need someone just to yeah, just to talk to yeah like you talked about vans you've talked about machines there's a whole bunch of consumables no doubt who pays for it all? that's a good question even I don't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I know is we get funding. That's all I yeah, know. Right. That's yeah. all I know. So, so at the end of the day, we've got head office is in the base of Australia. At the end of the day, they organise everything for us. I get told what's coming in the way of supplies. Cool. We've also had donations. Like last month, we had a big massive donation from Westpac. Yeah, cool. They donated us a whole lot of towels, um, a whole lot of bath mats, free toothpaste and free toothbrushes for our friends and I think it's just, you know, we get donations from people and we're so lucky to be able to team up with Kairos mm. and have a partnership with them to, for them to allow us to actually be based in here, which yeah. is good. They, you know, our friends come and get their meal and, you know, they're washing and having a shower while they wait. Mm. They get a free meal out of it, you know, and it's a free service. That's yeah. the big thing. It's a free service. Raina, the other week, had someone actually come up to her and ask, you know, well, how much is it for your service? And it's like, we're a free service. Yeah. You don't pay anything. I think they went back and got two bags of washing or something. Mm. Just It's pretty phenomenal when you think about the consumeristic world that we're in. You know, the, this capitalist economy where, like, you could try and make a buck out of this. But actually, that's not the heart of it. You know, mm. the heart is people and... Um, yeah, I mean, I've personally not been in that situation, but I can imagine that it must be just so dignity-giving to 
be able to have a shower, freshen up, mm. um, to have clothes that are washed and clean and, you know, that that make you feel human again. Yeah. Um, and to have people to talk to while all of that's mm. happening, you know, so... Well, maybe not while you're in the shower. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we could just chat through the door, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did, how did each of you first hear about Orange Sky and, and what made you want to get involved? We'll start with you, Ren. Um, I saw it on Facebook and I was doing a diploma in social work. Oh, cool. Um, but because of the, you know, bureaucracy and things like that, I um, left that field and um, joined Orange Sky, mm. and it, I'm, yeah, it gives me as much joy as what, you know, yeah, right. I get as happy as, as they get, mm. you know, when they've, when they leave with a smile on their face, and, you know, you might have made their day. Yeah. So, I like that, I, that makes me happy. Yeah. So. So, I mean, you, you were doing that kind of social work direction so you obviously mm. had this heart for people anyway yes yeah and then Orange Sky has been an outlet for that um, yeah and one where you've you've managed to find a home for yourself yeah which is pretty cool yes yeah what about you Brody? so yeah. mine comes in two ways here <laughs> so my background is my family actually work in the health sector so and then I went and did a degree when I was younger and mental health and all that right so that's one side of me coming into it but it's also because of my job my main everyday job, that Orange Sky's actually employed us to actually clean the van so it looks good. Right. But instead, I turned around and said to them, well, no, because you're a charity, you're not going to be paying for it. I'm going to come volunteer for you to give back that time. Um, because, you know, without, without them getting volunteers to actually help, mm. they wouldn't have a service. Without me and Raina to be able to drive the van or even go there, our friends wouldn't be able to have the service. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the way that life brings you these little opportunities where, you know, you might not even know something exists and suddenly it's like, well, can you come wash our vans or, you know, things like that and go, oh, wow, actually I could be part of that. And I think for me, like, and this is something I'm challenging my listeners all the time is to go, you know, yes, we can go looking to find something, but what's already happening in your world and what are you noticing and then how can you get involved in that? And yeah, I love that story of, you know, that was a really natural kind of way of finding your place here. Well, just here in Otatahi, we've got over 75 volunteers that are on on our database. Not all of them come and do shifts. Some of them are flexies, so if we need people, they'll, yep. they'll jump in. But, you know, there's also people behind the scenes that do this as our support team, you know, across Australia and up north. There's our vehicle leaders who maintain and service the vehicles to make sure that they're up to scratch so they can get on the road. There's our team leaders. There's me and service coordinator. Without me, these guys would probably be lost. You know, they wouldn't have uniforms. They wouldn't have stock. Yeah. And, you know, they wouldn't... Like, some of our volunteers... Someone's got to organise stuff. It's just communication. Yeah. You know, we come back to conversations. Everything has to come around a conversation. Yeah. Do you see the same people on a regular basis? Like, are you able to build relationships with people or is it more just kind of drop-ins or...? Yeah, we've got a couple of our friends that are regulars. We've got Roy, who seems to go to every shift and he's the loveliest He's wonderful. Friend, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple. Yeah, well, no, we get the same people yeah. at New Brighton. We, we, there's sort of about five people that are always 
they might not do their washing, but they'll come. So you just see the same people. Come for people. a chat anyway. Yeah, and um, we, we're slowly getting more people um, coming in. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed is, like, days like this, and if we can hear the rain is now happening in the background. <laughs> yeah. As days like this, when we can't take the van, you know, uh, there's no point of taking the van because we've got no way of putting up a gazebo or anything yeah. to be able to shelter our friends. You know, some of them may even just, you know, if we, if we were going out and it started raining, some of them might even just stay there for the conversation, you know, they might not even come to do the washing. Yeah. Or like a day like this, tomorrow if it's fine, we'll go out. Yeah. And they'll come just for a shower, just to warm up. Yeah. So the the vans that you've got, you can just go park up. Do, do you have regular spots that you go to? Oh, uh, yes. So and, we've and got... And regular times, so people know you're coming? Yeah, yeah, we've got regular times and regular spots. So we've got six shifts a week. And then we've got one that's like every second Saturday, right? Based in our square. Yeah, I love that. Like as you've been talking about the service, you keep saying, you know, our friends. Mm-hmm. I just think that's really, again, dignity giving. You know, you're you're not saying our clients or our, you know, the homeless people. Or, you know, you, you there's not a label there. They're they're just people, and they're people that you're connected to somehow. Um, and I think that's one of the things when I heard about this Orange Sky that one of the things I love most about it is just how much dignity there is involved in just treating people like humans you know like um, like I've said to all, all my volunteers here it's not homeless people it's not people well, yes it's people experiencing homelessness but it's not it's the people we need to change the, the, the outlook of this homelessness to people in need yeah. because you know a single mum who's on a benefit you know might not might not have the money to be able to wash the kids clothes or to be able to put them through a shower because you know hot water power is expensive you know to be able to feed her children first yeah. before being able to do this you know and especially with kids going to school and stuff she can be coming to use our service anonymously you know yeah. we don't need you know we don't need to know who you are yeah, you know, we don't care what your needs are, what your background is. We're here to help you. you yeah, know? that's our main thing. We're here to help. Well, that rain, that <laughs> rain's getting loud. It's, um, Gosh, I guess it highlights the advantage of having a big warehouse like this to be part of, to be in. Because, like you say, you can't can't go out in the vans today. No. But you've got this space, and so you can still open this up on a day like today. No. So when Carlos first started, when they first moved into here. All of our washing machines were not here. The big portacom shower unit wasn't here. The van actually got brought in here every right. shift that it was here. So it's here every Monday and Friday afternoon from 4.30. So they used to bring the van actually in here. So our van back in, I want to say six months ago now, went away and got a big big upgrade where they made it hybrid. So hybrid is solar panels, water on board, self-contained, could go out in the middle of the country and be able to be used for at least six loads of washing in a couple of showers. So we were lucky enough to get brand new machines in there and instead of, you know, getting rid of the old machines and just throwing them away, they've been repurposed to build an indoor Mm. facility here. That's cool. Yeah. I think that that sort of thing goes to the heart of a lot of organisations doing this sort of work as well, that, like, you you don't want to waste anything. You know? No. It's... 
you, you know how much people are in need and so it's like well how can we use what we've got mm-hmm. um, so yeah no that's that's great um, Raina what sort of responses do you get from the people who are using the service oh the, they love it and they love just that, that, that you're there and that you're the same person so they come and chat and they'll have a shower put a dressing gown on and we'll wash their clothes and sit and talk to them so everyone leaves happy you know it's more the communication yeah right um, yeah yeah that's cool. I hadn't actually thought about that, that they can even wash the clothes they arrived in. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah, and then they'll, they'll have, we've got dressing gowns and, they'll, and we'll wash and dry their clothes for them. Oh, that's awesome. So some people have just got the clothes that they're... That they wear. They've got no other clothes. Yeah, yeah, we've, well. we've, we've, yeah, we've had a couple of friends that have come where they've only got a single pair of clothes. So our Hornby shift, we've also teamed up with Hornby Community Centre, which have got an op shop there. Yeah. And we were lucky enough to... This was one of our first or second shifts where we had one person one friend come that was just one pair of clothes that's all he had he'd been living rough and now he's got a couple of pairs because we're able to go to the up shop and because we're teamed up with him yeah, awesome. in partnership we were able to get him some more clothing so now I think he's got four mm. pairs and especially with during winter as well when we first opened up a Hornby shift yeah. and as you can see with winter being so cold and wet now he was so grateful for it Mm-hmm. That's cool having, again, you can see other needs, but Orange Sky doesn't have to be the ones that actually meet all the needs. No. You've, you've got what you do, and then you can connect them with other places. And, and that's, that's the thing, you know, even if we can't help them, we've got the connections to be able to mm. help them, you know. If, if it's something to do with housing, we've got the connections to be able to pass them along or pass their details yeah. along to someone else to be able to help them with that you know yeah it's just those little things in life that you just need that little bit of extra hands yeah or help to know and you know some of these people are homeless they don't have access to a computer or internet like some of us get yeah. to so you know we're the ones that are able to provide them that details and be that middle person to be yeah, able to sure. give them yeah, they can't even look up where, where to find support. That's the thing. Yeah, wow. And I think that's the other thing is, you know, these days everyone's like, it's all internet, it's all internet, you know, because we're trying to go to a digital age. But there's people like this, you know, elderly don't know how to use a computer, don't know how to use a smartphone, you know, how they're supposed yeah. to know about these things, you know. Yeah. When we've got, I want to say, half of our volunteers are under 30. Well, not under 30. <laughs> under 40. <laughs> you know, they're under 40. Very, very young. Yeah, they're the, you know, yeah. they're the younger ones that know where they can find this sort of stuff yeah, quick right. and easy. Yeah, sure. I don't know, I, I just love how all these different things come together to, to bring life for people, you know, that whether it's helping them find something on the internet or whether it's um, washing their clothes or whether it's having a conversation. There's all these things that just... Are treating people like people and going you deserve love just because you're you um, which is so great because so much of the way our system is set up gives them the opposite message doesn't it um, well we know that need and demand is getting is getting worse out there because just in Aotearoa alone we've delivered 
more shifts than we ever have. And here's a statistic for you. In August this year, we delivered twice as many shifts as the same time last year. Wow. And in the last three months, just here in Christchurch, Orange Sky has provided 300 loads of washing, provided 284 safe and safe hot showers, and engaged with 492 hours of conversations and connecting with our friends that are doing it tough. Just in the last three months. So it's hard out there for people, eh? It's getting hard. Yeah. And it, it, it's just going to get harder mm. and harder because costs are going to keep going up, the living costs are going to go up. Yeah. But the funding is not going to go up. Yeah, and so any of any organisations or any people that are out there that are doing a little bit to help people actually makes a huge difference. Uh, yeah, more more Kiwis are struggling to make ends meet now than yeah. what they were. I mean, I, a and, year ago, and we know that. You know, I'm. I was saying before we own a business. Mm-hmm. Well, that business is doing it really tough this year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, our our sales are on average sixty percent down on last year, and so. You know, we're having to look at the business and go, is this viable? You and, know? and people are trying to blame COVID for it, but we were seeing this before yeah. COVID even hit. You, you know, people are trying to use COVID as a cover up for everything happening, but it's not. We've seen, you know, it's almost like COVID accelerator today, but it was already. It, it did, happening. but it was already happening. This was already happening. Yeah. You know, this has been happening for the past five, ten years now. Yeah, it's just been. On the down low, we've heard more about it because of COVID, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on a recent episode, I was talking to um, Sarah Page, who heads up the Kindness Collective Foundation, and, you know, one of her things was, you know, if, if government agencies are referring people to charities to provide the basic services, there is something severely wrong with the system, <laughs> you know. If, if the ones who the, the agencies that are supposed to be doing the helping are referring people to charities because they can't help, actually this whole thing is broken. And the um, thing is, where is charities supposed to get their funding from to be able to help? Yeah. And even, I mean, we as a business have been sponsoring a couple of, couple of charities and as we lose money, there's less money for us to give. Yeah. And it's just a big cycle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So... Um, so if you have the means and you're out there listening, think about what you could do with that and how you can support organisations like Orange Sky. Well, people can donate. They can go to our website, orangesky.co.nz, and there's a donation tab there to be able to donate if they want to. Yeah, cool. I'll put that in the show notes too so people can find that really easily. And we're always looking for volunteers as well, so that's on our website also. Yeah, cool. And and that's in, in New Zealand, that's... Auckland, Hamilton, Wellington, Christchurch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. What do you guys love most about volunteering here? I, lo- I love volunteering for Orange Sky because I, I just like helping people in a practical way. Mm. I, like, it makes me feel so good, you know, when someone's happy you know, like it makes me happy when they're happy. Yeah. So I get just as much out of it as our friends. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I just, um, and I've developed relationships with a lot of our friends and, you know, getting to know them and, 
Yeah, I, I just like the... I get joy out of it, you know. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But you, Brody? Mine, mine's just to give back, you know. Yeah. Because he, at the end of the day, we don't know what the future holds for us. Yeah. One day it could be us that are, that's a friend, you know. We might be needing this service one day. You never know. Yeah. So why not give back now while you can? Mm. You never know when you're going to need the service yourself. Yeah. Mm. One thing I've found in the past when I've had uh, opportunities to serve people and to, you know, to do the sort of things that you're doing um, is that I've learnt a lot about myself and a lot about the world through it. Um, what are some things that you guys have learned about yourselves or, or about the world from volunteering here? I've learned that not a lot of people know about our service. Yeah. We've had people come up to us sometimes on a shift and they've asked, what is this service? What is this? Um, we had one a couple of weeks back. Um, we're at the square. New, the New Zealand police came up to us and asked, what is this? And I turned around and said, have you not heard of this through, through your service? Through, through, yeah, well. through your job? And he looked at me and said, no. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe, maybe we should be um, teaming up with each other to be able to let people know you know, that are doing it rough. Yeah. You know, to pass on the message that there is this service, you know. Because people just think that it's the Salvation Army or City Mission that's there to help, but it's not. It's also our service, you know. We're just one of many services around Aotearoa yeah. that can help. Yeah, that, I find that astounding about the police. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked to several people about the fact that I was coming to do this interview and explained what Iron Sky was, and, and none of them had heard of it. Um, and so I think, you know, that is a thing, that there are so many people out there doing little good things, but the the way to spread the word about them is actually quite tough. Yeah. You know, um, you know social media algorithms and stuff mean you only see what you the sort of things that you like looking at, mm-hmm. and, and if people haven't clicked on stuff then it's not going to come up for them on their feeds or you know and, and then yeah getting the word particularly to the people who actually need it and especially if like you say they don't have internet or that's that's the thing you've got to, you've got to try and look at it from a marketing marketing side of things of how it, can you market it to these people that are not going to be able to yeah. see you know they're not on smartphones they don't they might not go to malls to be able to see a poster or something yeah. you know how are they going to know about this? Yeah. You know? It, and that's it, where having those relationships with other agencies and things mm-hmm. is probably pretty crucial, though. And gone to the day of putting an ad in the paper because yep. papers are not paper anymore. It's all digital these <laughs> days, so yeah, it's hard to know. Yeah. What about you, Rainer? Is there anything you've learnt while you've been here? That um, I've, I've learnt that, you know, when you're driving down the road and you see someone lying in the shop doorway and we really didn't used to sort of think much of it but you know they're, they're people with with feelings and, yeah. and wants and needs and I've just learned a lot about people yeah. in general that you know they're not always as you see them you know I've met homeless friends that have just got the the most amazing thoughts you know they've they I've taught. I've learned a lot. Yeah. You know, I've got a guy teaching me chess at the moment. You know, and things like that. Just yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, you know, 
love it. I just love it. And yeah. it comes, it comes to, to Roy. Every time we see Roy <laughs> on a shift, he, now, I'll, I'll describe him for you. He's probably mid-30s. He has headphones on. But it's four pair of headphones on about four different radio stations to catch up on news, sport, politics. And he's he's basically a walking cyclopedia. Mm. A walking cyclopedia. He's got the the best knowledge. He's always telling us something new that we didn't even know about. Yeah, right. He's he's the most loveliest guy ever. Yeah. I think there's that stereotype, eh, that that people who are experiencing homelessness are a particular kind of person Mm -hmm. and usually it's someone who is unintelligent Um, usually it's someone who's made bad choices Um, and yet I mean in my experience um, it's actually more often that life has happened yeah so when I was younger we sort of we're not really taught but sort of the the thoughts of what homelessness was was you know someone that's a criminal or someone that's done bad or tried to play the system and well they got addicted to drugs yeah you know it's the drugs the alcohol but it's not it's real life Mm. I've also met people that that are on the street that have had a they'll get a house and they can't deal with the house it's lonely like they're sitting in their house and they need people around them, so they'll give up the house um, just to be with their friends on the street. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's um, yeah. Some people just can't deal with with the loneliness of 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 yeah being in a in a house. And I've spoken to a couple of our friends now, where they've made the wrong decisions. They've gone inside prison. They're in prison for two, three years. Then they get released. They've got nowhere to go. Mm. That according to what corrections are supposed to be doing is that you know speak, speak their speak their case manager. Their case manager is supposed to help them find housing, or you know we've got all these social housing and all this, but they're not getting that help. Doesn't always happen. Eh? Um, so you know that's why, and that's the other reason why we're seeing so much crime at the moment as well, is because they could go, you know, they could do crime and go back inside and get roof over their hair, head, free meals, their washing done, shower, you know, all this mm. that they should be entitled to outside in the community. Yeah. But they can't get it, so they're choosing to do these crimes. And the other thing is loneliness. Yeah. They're going in there so that they can be with other people. Like we've seen we've seen with some of these people on the streets that they are in groups, but it's just so they've got not support, but the conversation, like safety and the safetyness. And, yeah. So yeah. you know, while one person sleeps, one person's awake. So if anything got stolen or anything happened, mm. they can alert, sort of thing. And a couple of them have their, you know, they've they've got animals, you know, dogs. And I don't know if it's dogs for protection or dogs for friendship, yeah. or if it's you know, but they've had they've had well, no, they've had animals. They've been kicked out of their places. True. Because, but the other thing is, you now I know from a couple of them, they've had housing. They've decided to leave the housing because the housing complex, there's drug use in there. And they've yep. complained about the drug use. So actually trying to get away to be a, 
a, in a safer environment. Yep. From your experiences here, as we kind of get to the end, um, like most people who I know have got no connection to anyone who's on the streets or doing it that kind of tough. What would you like people like that to know about people that come and use your service? I think the biggest thing that people need to know is, you know, don't judge yeah. um, the the people, the real people with, you know, problems and, yeah, don't, don't, that's probably my biggest thing is, you know, don't, don't judge, you know, and think about people on days like this, you know, it's pouring with rain and they're sleeping, you know, in a shop doorway, you know, you drive past them and don't, don't, don't think anything of it, you know, yeah. you just, you've got your perception of, you know, that homeless person, but yeah, that's yeah. why they're our friends, because yeah, they're, they're on the same level as us. Yeah. So that, that's probably my biggest message is, yeah, please yeah. don't judge. Oh, thank you both for um, giving up time today to chat with me. Um, thank you for, yeah, all this amazing work that you're doing for people that are doing it tough and um, for the, the sharing of friendship and the sharing of compassion. Um, I just think it's an amazing thing that you guys are doing. So, yeah, thank you for what you're doing to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Orange Sky is another example of someone seeing a need and figuring out how they can do something about it. And it's making a difference in lives all across Aotearoa and Australia. And again, it's about recognising the humanity of others and treating people with love and dignity. Rainer and Brody, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for who you are and for what you do. Here is a blessing for you and all the other volunteers of Orange Sky. As you clean and dry clothes. May you know that what you are doing goes way beyond what people wear to the cloaks of dignity you are wrapping around their shoulders each time they come in. Every time someone showers in your facilities, may you know that it is more than just dirt being washed from their bodies. They are also cleaning off the mud of shame and humiliation that have been thrown on them as a result of their circumstances. Each time you have a conversation with one of your friends doing it tough, May you know that you are helping to cure the disease of loneliness, to fight the pandemic of hopelessness, and to let people know that they have more value than they could ever know. As you support those doing it tough, may your own hearts be filled to overflowing with the joy and beauty of life, connection and goodness. And may you know that every little thing you do for each of these people gives them a little glimpse of heaven amongst a world that often seems like hell. Lastly, as you see and hear and love those using your service, may you know too that you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. Thanks to Strawn for the music and Rangi for the karakia. Join me next time when we hear the remarkable journey of Donna Dyson, an Australian literacy educator who, in her own words, lost her sight but gained her vision, and who, having become blind, found the beauty of music and the gift it can be for others all around the world. It's a really special and hope-filled episode to wrap up the year on. Make sure to join me. Until then, 
Ngā Muro mato hara me mato hoki e muru nei i o te hunga e hara na kia mato aua hoki mato e kawia kia fakawia e ngari fakorangia mato i te kino. Amen.